What's up and welcome in to the CHGO Bulls podcast presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up at PointsBet to live your bet life. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. This is my guy, Big Dave, right here. He is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. Will, the thrill in Brazil. At Won't Got Leave on Twitter. We are CHGO underscore Bulls on Twitter. We got our producer extraordinaire and our pal Joey hanging out with us per usual. Um, FYI, we're pre-recording this episode. It is currently Wednesday, August 31st. This episode's dropping Tuesday, September 6th. You have broken the fourth wall, man. I know. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. <laughs> CHGOing back in time. Well done, Joey. Well done. Okay, now that I have complimented Joey on his excellent work, Dave, I believe you need to tear him down. Yeah, but a quick one. I want to do a Matt Peck thing. Don't you think that hyphen should have came in between the CHGO and ing after that? Shouldn't have been like that? Or is it because just going is the correct word that he went ch yeah no i think he did it the right way okay because you still see the ch and the go correct but then it would just be chgo ing back in time chgo ing back in time Uh, exactly what you're doing hyper analyze joey's grammar it's a a pass it's a pastime here on chgo we're almost six months it is it's a wonderful pastime just like joey spitting in my face and telling whatever way joey did it was the right way i'm not you, know, you didn't see Joey Will? spit in my face, Will, and tell me he's not getting me any water. Spit I asked in his him face. For some water, and he said, get your own damn water. That's exactly what he told that him to That is me, so far Matt from, was sitting an, right here. from an act, from an accurate retelling of the events. It's This is this is ridiculous. Between, <laughs> between this and the whole Sky debacle last week, debacle. this is insane. Sky I'm getting, debacle. I am just getting day, daily just dragged. Well, see, just, the Sky one's different. There was literally proof of you saying, what you said. I am coming on the screen to retrieve Big Dave's water bottle. <laughs> See, I don't want it anymore. I don't want Joe. You come over here. Don't don't come over here and get my water. Will you were go sit down? Go Will sit down. you were here, right? Did you witness the whole Dave requesting a water while while we were getting ready to do the show? No, I missed that one. Yeah. See, yeah. So now Will came back. Okay. You well, up, so, so but I can because I was here. No, don't do that. And it's you no fun. just shoved your water cup out towards Joey, uh-huh. and we're like, "Can I get some water?" As Joey was on his way out, and he yeah. was like, "Oh, we're about to start the show." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Oh, you forget the please." I threw a please. I, I didn't. The even countdown hear a please. was already please. going. The mm-hmm. count. It wasn't like it wasn't like I couldn't. It was like. It was like we were on a. T- we were twenty seconds till the. Sh- you know. Yeah. It wasn't like I was like, no, I'm not going to do it because we have to start the show soon. If I hadn't clicked countdown, it would have been no, fine. And then Joey comes down. back with a full unopened bottle of water to hand to you, <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't want it. I've got my full thermos over here, and I'm like, here, I'll pour you some of mine. You're like, no, I don't want it. I want to make fun of Joey. Yeah. Well, first of all, Joey came back with that water for him, so don't think he was that's coming with that for me. <laughs> so don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I left in the him. first. That's why I left in the first. Exactly place. to get himself some. So no, don't do that and yours you probably drinking out of drunk out of that so i didn't want to share that with you what as you much say, as i love what you, do you say i'm jeremy i'm saying we're in a 2022 time and we don't <laughs> share those things anymore so yeah so let me tear down your logic right there sir destroy it Respect my story sounded better i'm just saying joey joey threw things at me yelled at me said, what are you what are you come on we're doing a show in 20 seconds what you are guys you doing? this is this is peak august behavior and when the people hear this will be <laughs> september we need to we need a Rain it in here. People are like, first fresh week of September. We're getting closer to training camp. Basketball's around the way. We're just listening to these guys bicker about Dave's water. The only adult in the room. So it's it's funny that you actually mentioned this because Will and I are doing this fantasy basketball league together. And I yesterday picked 
Alperin Shangoon in the expansion draft, which Will was extremely upset about. What? Extremely I was upset, upset about. upset about it. I was because jealous. Not Because Will, Will wanted him. So he said, quote, this is a direct quote. <laughs> okay. Man, he said, he keeps asking me, he's texting me, asking if he could trade anything for Shangoon. I'm like, ah, I think I'm just going to stand pat for now. We could talk again. He says, guess I'm going to have to stop sticking up for you when Big Dave asks you vocab <laughs> questions on the show. <laughs> I said, this is exactly why I didn't want to mix business and pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, you thought Will was all cool. And what did I do? The first thing he stuck up for you, Joey. I stuck up for you because he still wants Shangun. That's true. We see scenes behind you. Makes me not a man of my word. You know what? I'll respect it, and I'll come crawling back. You know, in two weeks, when the season starts, and he has a bad game, be like, "Don't you worry." Wow, he said his his protection came with a price. He did that like, hey, you know, something might get happen. Yes, and that's a nice car you got there, Joey. Well, nothing happened to that car, do you? That's I, how he came. I out. have learned that Will really likes Alperin Shangun. Yeah. Really yeah. likes him. He's a big fan. Will, when's your birthday? Out of curiosity. Um, my birthday is September 14th. It's coming up. Oh, my God. Oh, it's it's on the way. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. I'm glad I asked. That's on eight days from fake I right mean, now. Goat, goat birthday? Does that mean you're going to give me Alper and Shangun for my birthday present? <laughs> no, like maybe like a Shangun t-shirt jersey, though. Mm. Right. We'll a Shangun jersey. Yeah. A, a, a Shangun jersey. Um, be nice to Joey, Dave. I'm nice to Joey I'm sticking up for Joey from now on until I decide to make fun see, of I'm him nice again. See, none of y'all pointed out, because before many a show, I tell Joey how amazing and awesome I, yes, and wonderful I, he I is. Yes, I do want to jump often. in. <laughs> Big Dave. None of y'all do that. It's, this, is all, this is all good fun we're having. Big Dave oh, and yeah. I exchange multiple hugs every day. Every day. Right as the countdown is going, if he's not asking me to get him water, he is usually yeah. telling me how great of a guy I am. All so. the time. I, no, it's, see, it's, messing, messing with people yes. is my love language. And this I, is how I express he loves love. messing with people. Yes, he says, let, let me just mess with them. So yeah. I'll, I'll be a good sport. That's it, man. I'll be a good That's sport. That's all it is, man. Man, I mess with you. You know this. We yeah, mess I with know. You, you know this. I mess with people I care about. That's how I do, man. Ask my family. Y'all don't want to hang out with my family. Y'all don't want to do that. Lawrence man. just sent a Slack message to our Bulls channel. He's doing. He's producing the Blackhawk show over Studio A right now. He just sent us a message saying, damn, y'all are loud as fuck. <laughs> like, this isn't news. Sorry, Lawrence. It's kind of how we roll, though. Yeah, he did hit me with the shh when I walked out there. It's kind of how we roll, man. And they've got, the, they've got the Chicago Wolves head coach out there. So oh, shout out, man. Those are champions out there. Oh, they got like a real guest, and we're just That's in here dicking around. Children. We're in here <laughs> screaming about water and <laughs> Alper and Shangun. Shangun jerseys. We are going to actually talk some Bulls basketball today. We're going to talk best and worst case scenarios for mm -hmm. the Bulls' upcoming 22-23 season. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll get to that in a minute. But before we move on from foolishness, because this is a pre <laughs> because this is a pre-recorded episode, we're recording it Wednesday, the 31st of August. Yeah. It will drop Tuesday, the Tuesday after Labor Day. Yeah. I was curious. What do you guys think you're going to be doing Tuesday, September 6th when this episode drops? Can you see into the future? Oh, I can. I what can are you definitely see into the What are you guys going to be doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I can see right into that. Uh-huh. That's going to be I, I enjoy days off because I take those opportunities to do absolutely nothing because I'm always doing something all the time. So I'm always busy, 24-7. So, yeah, on those days where I can literally take a couple hours to just sit down and Maybe go to sleep or mm. maybe catch up on Better Call Saul, which I just started watching. Oh, or something like that. Then oh, I just started too. I watched one episode. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm like on at the very beginning, the ninth, or very yeah. first episode. Wow. Very first. I'm on the ninth episode of the first season. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good, man. It's good. It's it's good because Breaking Bad is awesome. That's what it is right now. I'm waiting for it to get its own thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But right and now, the further you get into Better Call Saul, the more Breaking Bad characters start appearing yeah, in the is, story. Which is why I don't already don't have it as the better show. People are arguing me saying it's better than Breaking Bad. I'm like, it's yeah. oh everything is because of Breaking Bad. It can't be better. It's not like Frasier and Cheers. You know, Frasier did his own thing. Right. You know what I mean? No, their whole everything is based off of Breaking Bad. So, no. What about you, Will? What are you going to be doing on September 6th when we're pretending to be doing this episode? (laughs) So, the way we have this scheduled, I'm actually going to have like four days off in a row. And it's too bad that I was just on my vacation in Rio. I should have like timed that a little bit better. So, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to plan something. Four days of Brazil. You got to go to the... To the this thing. To the this thing. Statue. The this thing. I was just there. With your, yeah, oh yeah. Where's Wait, the picture? You got did, the you, did you get a picture repping CHGO? I did not get one repping CHGO, but oh. I did get one in front of it. I know it was a mistake, but I forgot to bring the shirt on the vacation. So I do, I do want to, let do. me ask you this though about Brazil, Will, because I want to know since you'll be leaving soon, is what are you going to miss most about being out there in Brazil? Mm, good question. Being away from us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, the the thing that I'll miss the most is the fact that I don't have to see you guys any every day when I'm here. You know what I mean? I can keep my distance. Um, obviously, I will miss I will miss my girlfriend who I won't be able to see for a few months because she'll still be here. And that's the that's the one correct answer. Um, but yeah, it's just really it's really interesting being here because. Obviously, like the culture shock is still very real. Like the food here is really good. I'm going to miss that. Um, Just like the pace of life. Like I took a hour, hour and a half lunch break today. That's not something I would typically do back home. So that kind of thing I think will be will be missed. The food is good, but like what you probably are just absolutely jonesing for an Italian beef right now. You got to be. It's been months. I can go months without an Italian beef, though. (laughs) I'm I'm capable of doing. I that. didn't I didn't Not think that that was humanly concerned. possible. A piece of Chicago tavern style pizza, the correct kind of Chicago pizza, sure. Oh, yeah, but classic. Speaking mm-hmm. of Italian, you guys watched the Bear. A, mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet. I did watch so good. That. I was gonna say I think I'm that should, to, that should be on all of our like required. Yeah, it's on my list. Watching. Absolute must watch for first for us being CHGO. I think we all right. I mean, like great it. show in general. I think anybody you don't have to be from Chicago to like right, that show. Right, right. Uh, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, you will for sure love that show. Yes. But it's just a great show, and then, of course, like I mean, it it has a serious Chicago heartbeat to it. It's okay. awesome. Yeah, it's definitely on my list. For yeah, sure. for sure. And what's his name? Uh, Alan White. I can't remember his his first name. Uh, that Jeremy. actor, Jeremy Allen White, you know, who also Lip. is Lip from Shameless. Yeah. Tremendous actor. Yeah. You know, it's why my brother's name is Philip, and I've never in my life called him Lip. I had never until <laughs> watching once. Shameless <laughs> thought that that could be yeah, a shortened slash nickname never, for Philip. ever crossed my mind. Not I was like, one time. I was like, episode one, I was like, wait, the kid's name is Lip? Yeah, what the hell? Who the hell that? names their kid yeah. Lip? And then I was like, oh, it's Philip. Yeah. I was like, oh, make that connection. No, never happened. Sorry. Shout out to Lip, though. It's a good actor. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, okay, before we move on, a little bit more foolishness, because we are kind of time-traveling today. Ooh. If you could time-travel back to one Chicago sporting event that you missed and attend it in person, what would it be? Oh, that I missed? Mm-hmm. And it could, and it, and it could be like, it happened while you were alive, but you just didn't go to the game. 
or the event. Okay. Or it could be something that happened before you were born. Okay. I'm, I'm only saying this one because it's a story behind it. And that's the White Sox when they won the World Series. In 05? In 05. I was, I was working with the White Sox that year. I was working there and all that stuff. And the day of that game, I had just started another job. And I was like an account executive. And I had just started another job. And I, I had to study. Like I had to, you know what I'm saying, figure out. And we had to prepare like our files and everything like that. I had a lot of studying to do to get prepared for that job. And I said to myself, well, I could either just go hang out with my friends and go watch this game, or I could stay back and I could study and get ready for this job that's going to pay me a goo gob of money. I think I'm going to stay with the goo gob of money. And I, and I just say it was, it was, it was some dough. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay here and do this. And, and I sat there and I regret it every day <laughs> because my friends called me immediately and just heard all the everybody going crazy, how happy they were and got to celebrate and all that. And I didn't get a chance to do that, you know what I'm saying, on that day. So Man. that's what I would go back to. And, and you know, goo gobs come and goo gobs go, but you can only watch the White true. Sox win the World Series watch, once. Yes, it's true. Probably. I drive. I did drive my eyes with some with a few hundred dollar bills, so I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was all right. What about you, Will? Any Chicago sporting event you would time machine back to? I will stick with uh, ones that I was like, you know, old enough to understand what was going on. So I'm going to skip on the the title runs okay. for the Bulls. I would say either game seven of the 2016 World Series. I had a really good time watching that with like some friends in San Francisco when I, where I was living at the time. So I don't know if I would. I mean, I think it would have been better to see the game live. But the Bulls game that stands out to me is the uh, 2015 Derrick Rose bank shot game winner over the Cavs in game two or game three. Game three. That was... That was maybe like my favorite moment of uh of watching the Bulls over the last decade. So um wow. probably that one. That's pretty that dope. game was awesome. Yeah. That was a great game. It was awesome. I was at a bar in Chicago watching that game. I was at the house screaming and yelling. And it was kind of like a dive bar. It was not a sports bar, but they had like a TV with the game on. Oh, I went nuts and, and the I was best like moments. there's just a bunch of hipsters looking around me yeah. like, What are you freaking <laughs> out about? Yeah. Jock. And I'm like, Oh, I am no jock, but uh yeah, that's a great choice. I I'd probably I'd probably go probably go Bears. Okay. I, either Super Bowl twenty okay. before I was born. Okay. Gale Sayers six touchdown game. Wow. That would be awesome back. to be at. Okay. Yeah, going way back. Um I mean like I, I've been to a lot of dope bulls games. Mm -hmm. So I mean I could add to that, but I feel like I'm blessed enough in that category. Mm. I was at a finals game in ninety seven mm. just a young little little chair above a Bulls fan. Mm. <laughs> uh I, I was at game awesome. one in 2011 against the Heat. Like, I've been to some dope-ass Bulls games. I would right. definitely edge towards Bears. Okay. Although, I, I mean, game seven, Cubs 16 is also a fantastic answer. I've never been to yeah. a Bulls playoff, playoff game. Will, have you ever been to a Bulls playoff game? I was at uh, four this year. Well, I'm talking boring. <laughs> I meant just going. Like, as, a as, fan, a fan, not as, as a fan. Not as a fan. As a worker, as a reporter. I, I've been to a couple, but it was like – Oh five oh six pre pre Derrick Rose era. Okay, um, when it was like the Nocioni, Ben Gordon, Lou Aldang, Kirk Heinrich yeah. team. I was at game against two. The heat. I was at game two of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat in that same series, and they were up one zero. Right. Mm -hmm. And I like never forget the like the, the Bulls were leading in the fourth quarter, and mm -hmm. some guys screaming like, "Hey, LeBron, you're going back down to South Beach down two zero." 
and probably some explicitives in there. And then LeBron scored like the last eleven points for the Heat, <laughs> and they won. And that were was you just, were you just staring daggers at that guy? That was, Thanks a lot, it man. It was really like that. What just what a change? I mean, imagine the Bulls going back two zero in that series, but it was just a, an absolutely crushing loss yeah. for me. I mean, my answer: I was not even alive for any of the sure. Bulls six titles, so I don't even have to go to them. But maybe to have been breathing and. You know, yeah. living would have been cool. It is sad you, you didn't get to experience the Jordan of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, as someone from Chicago who loves sports, loves the Bulls, like yeah. it just, right, I just missed it. Just I was born in 99. It, and it's just, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Does it make his fandom any more impressive that he's just been basically starting from Tim Floyd? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, seriously, that's all like, he's got. Whenever I hear, uh, you know, listeners of the pod yeah. or people like younger Bulls fans are like, "Yeah, like I started being a Bulls fan around X time," and and it's past dynasty. I'm yeah. like, yeah. "Oh my god! Like you are a warrior. <laughs> How have you been living through just all of this mediocrity or crap?" No, seriously, I can always tell when somebody is born the way they speak about the Bulls. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, you didn't see any championships. I can yeah. tell. Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't see none of this greatness. I, I get it. You know what I mean? I feel where you're at now. So, yeah, yeah man, it was it was a moment. It was definitely a moment. Look, just looking up at this Blackhawks poster right here, I just thought of another oh. one. Two goals in 17 seconds, game six, cup man, finals against the Bruins. That. I was definitely watching that. I was at a bar in New York, and I broke two bar stools <laughs> in those in that span of 17 seconds. Throwing them? Or no, them? like jumping up out of a bar stool okay. in excitement. When they scored the first goal to tie it, uh. jumped up, accidentally tilted back the bar stool. One of the legs broke. Shifted over one. I was like, sorry, bartender. And he was like, it's cool. It's me and my brother at the bar. No one else there cared. It was Chicago, Boston, sure. right? And we're in New York. And then 17 seconds later, they get the go-ahead goal, did the exact same thing <laughs> unintentionally and broke a second bar stool. Did you have to pay for anything? No, they gave us free shots. <laughs> he broke chairs and got free shots. Thanks, manager of break wow. bar and billiards in Queens, New York. That That is something. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. But yeah, I mean, to be there and just witness the sadness of all those Boston fans <laughs> and be like one of the handful of Blackhawks fans to see that happen live. Yeah. My God, that would be epic. The epic stuff, man. Yeah. I got to get to a playoff game at least one time in my life for the Chicago Bulls. Because I can't think, honestly, I cannot think of one that I've been to. Oh, okay. I just remembered one. When the Bulls played Washington. Mm-hmm. And 2014, I yes, think. Yes, when mm-hmm. they played Washington. No, when Gilbert Arenas was whooping the Bulls behind. <sighs> yeah. And the Bulls had that game, that Gennaro Pargo game. Okay. When yeah. they were down by 10 mm-hmm. and they came back. And I remember it vividly because that was the one my friend told us we should leave because they were down by 10. And I didn't want to go, but he was the one driving. I was like, all right, we're out of here. And I called my dad. He was like, I know you're having a great time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, the game is tied. <laughs> Look at my friend. I told him, dude, if they lose this game, I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> like, it's just what's going to happen. And they ended up – it happened. It was okay. Yeah. If the Bulls won that game, though, he, yeah, it was. I was not going to be a pleasant person to be around. You never want to leave too early. No, you don't want to leave too early. I never leave early. It's not my thing when I just – it's not my thing leaving early. It's, it's not a, my that's thing. A whole, I have a couple horror stories about that. But that would be a great, great segment. You know, best Bulls games you've ever been to. The, the only other one that comes to mind for me, not, not going to get, like I, the Bulls heat streak game. Oh, when they broke oh, the heat Oh, you were at that game? I, I bought, take, like wow. I was young, but I went and sat literally like in the last row of the United Center. But uh-huh. people were losing their minds. Yeah. yeah. Like losing their minds all like, Flipping off LeBron in the front row, and <laughs> oh my god, that was an unbelievable game. 
Yeah, oh, that, I mean, that was one of the best moments post-Dynasty. Yeah. Beating that Heatles winning streak or yeah, snapping that Heatles winning streak. You remember Fantastic. that one too, right, Will? Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, that was a special one, man. Uh, and if you were at the back row of the nosebleeds, then that night you were who Joe Noah was playing for. That's what he always said, right? He plays for the people people way up there in the nosebleeds. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, okay, that was a fun little random segment. Uh, we're going to talk about Bulls' best worst-case scenarios coming up here in just a minute. But first, yeah. mentioned at the top of the show, today's episode brought to you guys by our wonderful friends at PointsBet. Sign up now using promo code CHGO to get those two risk-free bets up to $2,000. PointsBet's Counting down the days until the football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. From now until September 8th, which, if you're watching this now, is two more days. Still got two more days. Points Bet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from noon to 1 p.m. Central Time. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not all. If you make a $51 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free membership to CHGO, which unlocks yeah. all of our incredible web content, including the latest from Will the Goat Gottlieb, mm. breaking down 538's Bulls analytics of their value. Some interesting stuff in there. Um, I read it earlier today. Fascinated by it. Go read it on allchgo.com right now. Plus, you get any CHGO shirt of your choice from that CHGO merch locker, including the brand new Justin Fields shirt that it's dropped yesterday. Dope. It's, it's dope. hella dope. Yeah. Download the PointsBet app today using that promo code CHGO to take advantage of this limited time offer. Mm. September 8th, two days away from right now pretending <laughs> football is back. What is it? Uh, Rams-Bills to kick it off Thursday Night Football, I think. Uh, okay. So many points. So many things to bet on. Points bet. Man, that's excitement right there. You can't. Are you going to bet on this first game? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Week one of the NFL, I am going to put a stupid amount of bets down. Okay. I mean, the, the total money no, I, I got in it. No, will I, be. I heard exactly what you said. I heard exactly what you said. He didn't say a stupid amount of money. No. A stupid amount of bets. Right. Two totally different things here with my man, Matt. Yeah. Pitt. I'm putting at least one bet down for every game in week okay. one. Parlay got pack. To. Back in effect. Oh, and some parlays for sure. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> That's what I'm most excited about coming back to the U.S. is to reopen my points bet IL app and throw down some money on NFL games, which I don't know anything about. <laughs> hey, yes, man, sir. Uh, take the over. Bills, Rams, seems like a good over to take. I don't even Taking know what the over, the over is. is the best way to watch any sport. Of course it is. For points. Just rooting just for points. Give me them tutties. Uh, all right, guys, let's talk about Bulls' best and worst-case scenarios. Okay, dope. So this was uh, inspired by a tweet that you saw uh, last week, Will. I believe it was Josh Eberly who's the one who tweeted it, mm -hmm. saying, if everything breaks right for your NBA team this year mm -hmm. and they hit their ceiling, the perfect outcome is what? Mm -hmm. um, which is a fantastic and interesting jumping-off point to think about that from a Bulls fan's perspective. Mm -hmm. What needs to go right? What several things need to go right for the Bulls to hit their ceiling this season? Let's start with that, and then we'll we'll get to worst-case scenario. Or do you guys want to go worst-case and then best-case? Do you have a preference? I don't have a preference. Will? Let's get, the, let's get the negative out of the way here. I okay. was kind of thinking that. Let's end on the positive. Okay. Worst-case scenarios. 
I think people, we have to start. People skipped through the first 25 minutes of that. So let's, <laughs> let's let them keep going. And then nah, we'll dude. I thought that that's, was gold, Will. That's why they're here. About, baby. That was gold. That's man. why they're here for that kind of <laughs> they late, know what it is. late summer content. They know who we are. On a Bulls podcast feed. <laughs> Thank y'all for watching and listening, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, we're giving them five shows a week hey, in August baby. and early Come September. On. They know who we, we are. You. We got you know got to occasionally fill 20 minutes with absolute nonsense. You know who we are, baby. Um. Okay, worst case scenario, I'm going to say one word and you guys get one guess as to what that one word is when you start talking about worst case scenario. Okay, wait, you're going to give one word? One word. Just one word about worst case scenario. When you start a conversation about worst case scenario for the Bulls this year. Uh-huh. One word. Um, health. That's the one that's, word. That's it's not word. what I was thinking, but it's not incorrect. Yeah, health. More specific. That's, that's what I was thinking. Lonzo. Okay, <laughs> that's, right. that's the one word that comes to mind when I start thinking of worst case scenarios for the Bulls. Okay, I know some people, including our guy Mark K, don't want to believe that Lonzo and his health and his availability are that important mm -hmm. to the Bulls. Mm -hmm. I am someone who watched what happened last season and disagree and think he is very important. Yeah, Lonzo plays, Bulls good. Lonzo doesn't play, Bulls worse. Thanks, Hulk. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Oh, but it, but it's a fact. No, I, I agree with him, man. And, yeah, it's hard to see it otherwise because literally we sat and watched it. We saw everything kind of just go way down because we didn't have any true point guard play uh, at that position. It's, again, created a job for, for Dragon. You know what I'm saying? It created a job. It was that poor and that bad. It created an opportunity for him to come here and play for the Chicago Bulls. Um, it's the reason that Io uh, is working so hard at developing his handles, you know, and getting his IQ right. It's the reason I was looking at Kobe White video uh, today, and I, I was actually impressed with the defense. And I know Matt hates me saying that, but I liked his defense on there. I really did. His offense looked the same, but his defense looked better. But it's it's why it's what you're looking for. But it's it's so important for this team, man. They need that point guard to make them go. Uh, you can give it to Demar, you know, and say, you know, here's your mid range, do your thing. You can give it to Zach. The one thing we didn't want Zach to do was dribble. <laughs> we did not like it when Zach Levine did that. Um, the one thing it's good for when DeMar is when he's in the mid-range. Bringing the ball up the floor is not what you want to do for that veteran. You want him to go down there and, and set up and do it how he feels. We saw the Bulls deal with getting the ball taken from them a lot early on in the year. Uh, and Lonzo, who's not a guy who handles the ball a lot, Will, like he would you know, come down and be off the ball a lot. They would you would see them getting that ball taken from them. You know what I mean? And, and that's Toronto game is the first thing that kind of comes into mind for me uh, when they were just getting the ball snatched from them in the backcourt. And you, Lonzo adds to that, and he's very important for that because he kind of settles things down uh, for this team, and they and they need that. So yeah, he's he's important, man. He he's an important piece. Yeah, Mark and I had a pretty extended conversation about this a few weeks ago um, on one of our Friday shows, and I think. It's a little bit overselling his impact just to say like the Bulls were on pace to win however many games with him because like a lot of other things went wrong sure. before and after like they and were the schedule was much tougher yeah. when Lonzo was the schedule is tougher Lonzo was like playing a little bit over his head for even how well he played like 42% on seven threes you know he's a 38% career three point shooter I think that number is going to come down a little bit. Um, but like, I, we all know how much I love Lonzo. I think he clearly, you know, is, is one of the top two, you know, most important players on the defensive end and probably a top three or four most important player on the team. Um, he just, he's the only three and D guy 
they need they need more of that. They need guys that can handle the ball, that can move the ball quickly, make quick decisions. Um, he b- basically not having him completely removes their ceiling, and I think it lowers their floor a lot as well. So they absolutely need Lonzo. But for me, the reason I said health in general is just because I mean, there's so many guys you could say that same thing about whether it's Patrick Williams or Caruso who missed a ton of games or Zach Levine who played half the right. year hurt. Like they they have health problems up and down the roster. Um, they've just, that's like the big thing. And it's, it sucks to say, but like, it's the same thing we've been dealing with and it's going to continue to be a problem because like at the end of the day, you either win or you don't, but like being healthy or not being healthy, like it doesn't matter. You know, like we don't look back at the 2012, 2011 season and say like, all they would have won is like, they didn't win. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think it just all comes down to that for me. And that's that's really like the worst case scenario disaster mode is not just Lonzo, but, you know, all the other guys that are injury prone. It's like Will always says, you know, the best ability is availability. So right. Got to be out there. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I think maybe Bulls fans are just kind of assuming this offseason that Zach with the immediately after the season ended knee procedure is fine. Yeah. And we're taking him at his word. He said, yeah, routine procedure, feel fine. Knee feels good. He's been working out, you know, here and there throughout the offseason doing his thing. I think we're all, you know, cautiously optimistic that health won't be an issue for Zach this season. And it's probably also because we're all preoccupied with the fact that Lonzo's knee situation is far more unknown right now. Zach was just like, yep, had the procedure, I'm good. Whenever we asked about Lonzo or whenever anyone asks about Lonzo, the answers are real murky. Um, will he be ready for training camp? Right now, we don't even know that. Yeah, it, doesn't sound, it, there's, it sounds like there's a good chance he won't be, which is concerning. Um, but availability across the board, obviously a concern. Well, I will say the only person who did get a straight answer was me when I asked Lonzo Ball how he was feeling. It's true. He told me he was That's great. He was all right. So, yeah. Thank you, Will. In in between <laughs> melting our bodies away out in Las Vegas <laughs> in the dead of July. Um, the other thing that I am thinking about as far as worst-case scenarios with the Bulls, when you think about how many games they won last season because of the fourth-quarter dynamo duo of Zach and DeMar, mm-hmm. will either of them be less efficient in the fourth quarter than they were this past season? Because... DeMar led the league in fourth quarter scoring last season. Yeah. Like, overall points. I think was finished very near the top, if not at the top, in fourth quarter points per game. Mm -hmm. And also, I believe, was second behind Embiid in efficiency Mm -hmm. shooting in clutch minutes. Late, you know, whatever that is. uh, Five minutes or less in the fourth quarter, five-point game or less. Yeah. That kind of efficiency, especially from a guy who operates in the mid-range, was wild. It's why we were all just watching in awe of DeMar DeRozan last season. True. If that fourth quarter efficiency comes down mm-hmm. in close games, the Bulls win fewer close games than they did last year. No question about it. I mean, you can point to several games that we won strictly because of that. Um, but honestly, his coming down won't, wouldn't worry me. It would be Zach's uh, because he's coming down from one. So a drop from like one to four. You know what I'm saying? It's still like, okay, you're still top five. Zach was, you know, kind of in the top 10, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Kind of like that, in the top 15 right. category. So Especially for the first two-thirds or so correct, of the season. Correct, correct. Yeah. So a drop for him, you know what I'm saying, be like, oh, no, I think it'll be felt a little bit more, and it will more so put a little more pressure on DeMar DeRozan, you know, to be that guy and to put more 
uh, shots up, you know what I'm saying, and demanding the ball more, and Zach getting out of the way, and which is going to make it just even harder for him to score buckets. Like we saw, I remember the Memphis game immediately mm-hmm. when I think about that, how difficult it was at, at, at about the three-minute mark for DeMar to start scoring, which is why he got angry and frustrated and kicked out the game. Right. So I think it's more Zach for me. Um, because him going down, because you can't really afford him going down. He's got to go up. Plus, I'm sure people will be on him more because of the contract, blah, 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 and all that kind of thing. But, yeah, I think it, it would hurt more for Zach, though, uh, Will. I think DeMar, honestly. Um, I wrote about this as well a couple of weeks ago, um, kind of what you were saying, Matt. So DeMar was second in the NBA in clutch points, total clutch points, uh, and he shot. So, so he scored 137 points within the final five minutes of games within five points. 53 and a half percent shooting okay so that's like outrageously good he scored 35 points in the final minute of games within five points at 54 and a half percent clip so he's first in that which is insane but if he goes down to second or third that costs them two or three games Mm -hmm. like that those are wins i mean he hit the game like and then you're talking about a 44 win team that's in the play-in instead of a 46 win team that gets you know uh a trip to the first round. So DeMar basically has to be as good or better than he was last year. And he played his best ever season last year. So to me, Zach needs to be better. Uh, Vooch certainly needs to be better. But if DeMar is not as good as he was last year, I think it could be, you know, that could be a significant number of wins lost just based on, you know, the last minute of games that were close with just DeMar shooting 55% from the field. It's insane. And, and, the other reason I don't uh, think DeMar is I still think at that point in time, Will, he can hit game winners and it's still he can still fall off, you know what I mean, going from one to four or one to five or whatever, but he's still hitting game-winning shots. And also he can still do it from the free throw line at that point in time too. It's something he can definitely do. So his percentages sure, and all those but things like, can are go the down games he even as line. close if he's not are the games even as close if he's not, you know, putting up that kind of performance in the last five minutes. So like if his if his percentage goes from, you know, uh, 53 to 50, which is still like outrageously good, yeah. you know, are are those games even within five points? Mm-hmm. So I think that to me is where it comes down to, because obviously, like, you know, when you put the ball in his hands in the last minute or the last whatever last final shot, he's going to get a good shot and it's either going to go in or it's not. But it's more about like throughout the course of the game, getting him those same looks and then keeping it close to the point where he can then take advantage of the fact that he is such a good clutch player and has been for his whole career. I mean, I don't want to take that away from him, but it's like 45, 46, 48% and not 54, 55%. And that's, and that's why I think it's more on Zach for, for mm-hmm. that reason right there. Um, because Zach is also a reason they were in those games as well. Yeah. Like his points and things were factoring in. If you're removing that, you're removing a, a uh, piece of that DeMar could lean on, which means he's not leaning on anything anymore. And it's going to be harder for him to stand. So if he's falling off, plus he has to carry more because of what Zach isn't doing and isn't accomplishing, that's going to hurt you more, uh, in my opinion. Uh, a couple other thoughts uh, before we move on to best case scenario. I, you mentioned Vooch somewhere in there, Will, and and uh, like obviously his floor spacing. If he stays at like low 30s or close to 30% from behind the three-point line, that certainly hurt the Bulls this past season. It would hurt them again this coming season hoping that he brings that up. Uh, and then obviously, shout out to our guy, Mark K. If Patrick Williams doesn't turn into one of the 15 best two-way players in the NBA, mm-hmm. worst case scenario. <laughs> you know, a friend of mine uh, who listens to the show regularly, um, 
brought up something that Will said to me when he when he talked about Vooch and he was like, if Vooch was shooting four percent better on his threes, we'd be looking at his season differently. And he was like, and that is so true, and it made him so angry at the same time that that's an actual thing that people yeah. will look at that percentage and say, oh, he had a great year. Right. Because he shot well, this. Well, averaging Instead 17, of, 11, exactly, and 4. Exactly. Just the looking at that percentage uh, when he brought that up. And, yeah, but people are going to do that. You know, it, so I'm, since we're talking worst case, if he goes from that 31 – even if he stays at 31. Oh, don't, don't you know tell me saying? dipping below 30. Don't. Dude, I'm just saying, let's, let's just say he stays there at 31%. Yeah. People are going to be losing their minds. Oh you know God. what I mean? It's, it's not going to be good. Dude. And I'm not saying it's great all around for him to be doing that, but it's just not going to be good. Unless Vooch puts up a 30-point triple-double in game one, there are going to be Bulls fans <laughs> after game one saying, like, fire him out of a cannon. But it's, it's going to be worse if he's averaging less than the 17 and 11, yeah. still shooting that 31% will. Well, I think the three-point shooting, I'm glad, first of all, I'm glad uh, somebody liked what I had to say. That's a first. Yeah. But secondly... Uh, <laughs> first today, maybe. Second, like, yeah, people always like what you say. Uh, the, the other thing, though, with the shooting is, like, it wasn't just that the percentage dipped a couple of points. Like, and I think I said it before, you know, if he made 15 or 20 more threes, his percentage is at 35, 36, and we're having a different conversation. I think the big issue for me was that his attempts went so far down as a result. Like he was clearly in his head. He went from six plus to four attempts per game from deep. And I think that really changes the geometry on the floor. And certainly like if you're missing shots, you're less likely to take them. If you're less likely to take them, guys aren't willing to defend you as much. And then that changes sort of the, the floor spacing and the way the defense, um, you know, has to go and contest his shot. So that's, I think part of it for me, the other part is like, he's not getting any quicker. And the Bulls, without Lonzo and Caruso, um, if you can't bank on him, it's like this cascade of problems where, you know, now all of a sudden, because they don't have really any good wing defender depth, all of a sudden, like, the weaknesses from DeMar and Zach and Vooch are way more highlighted. And it's just so hard to overcome. So it goes back to health again. Like, these guys are propping up the entire defense, and they're super injury prone. So if that happens again, what can you expect? Like, they didn't really get you know, noticeably better at anything defensively. So they're really just relying on health. And that's where like this whole thing about continuity, I think that's really the concept for me here is like all these different little things come back to this idea of continuity and the front office baking on the fact that essentially continuity means health, that they can be good next year because they were good when they were healthy this year. And so we'll just have to see. I mean, it's, it's really hard to, uh, to like put a gauge on that until we know what the health situation is. Okay, before we get to best case scenario, real quick, Big Dave, a word from our friends at Owen. Oh, yes. Let's get some Owen. I wish I had some now to watch the taste of all that negativity out my mouth. <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk about that. And of course, I'm out of water, so I don't have any kind of hydration or anything like that. I'm looking right at Joey when I say these things. <laughs> he said, God. Get over it, That's Dave. what he said. I hate you. That's what he just did to me, man. You see that? That hurts. That yeah, hurts. He deserves to hate you right now. He does, well, of course you understand. Don't even that. joke about. Don't even joke. <laughs> don't even joke about that. Yes, Owen is a hundred percent plant based. I know you love me, Joey. I love you too, man. It's a hundred percent plant based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. It is free of artificial ingredients, allergen friendly, no gluten, no dairy, easily digestible, and of course, QB one, Justin Fields, all down with it. Touchdown. Ugh, get you some of that. 
Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you this awesome offer, ladies and gentlemen. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. Use the promo code CHGO20. That's CHGO20 at liveowen.com. That's O-W-Y-N. Only what you need. Because as we all know, a wins. Joey. A win. Mm. That was smooth. That was a good one. <laughs> that sounded <laughs> like Dave. That was. That was <laughs> yeah, it did. He put it on there. I think Joey might have a future in voiceover. Oh, man. He's working on it, man. There's so many things he does. Oh, he's just a man of many talents. Many, many. Uh, many. All right. Best case scenario, guys. Will, I, I saw yours uh, on your tweet when you originally responded to this Josh Eberly tweet. And the, the one that I think is is key and most interesting, maybe, we've all talked about whether or not DeMar can replicate. But you said, can Zach go from being a top 25 player to a top 15 player? Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge question. And if the answer is yes, this Bulls team has another year. Yeah, that's exactly what um, I was kind of talking about with Mark this past week. And why I tweeted afterwards, like that I was kind of talking myself maybe into continuity because this idea that like Zach is a finished product and he's not going to get any better than he was last year, I think is kind of crazy. I mean, he's, he's literally entering his first year of his prime next year is his age 27 season prime is 30, uh, 27 to like 32. The bulls have him through that entire period. He's just learning how to play with good players for the first time in his career. Um, you know, I think he's going to start picking up some stuff from DeMar in terms of late game decision-making and hopefully just like be healthy and be better than he was last year. So I think Zach going from, like I said, a top 25 to top 15 player really changes the ceiling of this team because, you know, if DeMar is able to replicate this and all these other things go right, like Zach is the one that is really the biggest ceiling raiser to me. So, um, Obviously, we all want Patrick to improve. Obviously, we all want health and Demar to replicate. But like Zach, I think has a lot of scope to continue to improve too. And I, and it's kind of funny that we haven't talked about it because like he's just entering his prime and he's just signing this max deal. All we're talking about is like the number and not how much better he can get. I don't think they're paying him to be the same player that he has been the last year or two. They're paying him to get even better. That's so true. And and for me, Will, again, it's it's about Zach Levine and he's kind of like you just said, flown under the radar about all this amongst everybody's talking about uh, Vooch and Patrick Williams and the improvements they got to make. Uh, for me, it, it it's going to go like Zach. Cause when I think of Zach and you know what he could be, I, I think of uh, what CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard were, you know what I'm saying? When they were that kind of duo, you always had them in the mix as far as the playoffs were concerned. Mm-hmm. Like you would just pencil them in, like, you know what I'm saying? Whether they made it or not, you just automatically in your head, like, Oh yeah, they got them too. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're a problem. They could be in that that top seeds, one of, one of the top uh, six seeds or whatever like that. If Zach is that guy with Demar Derozan like that, that's exactly what they're going to be. Uh, they didn't put him on the cover of the magazine with Demar Derozan for no reason. There's <laughs> the reason for that, man. That duo can be truly vicious, depending on Zach coming into that prime, like I feel and like a lot of us feel that he's he's going to, um, and and he really wants it like that bad. He's going to be that important uh, for the Chicago Bulls because when DeMar isn't having that game and he's off in that fourth quarter, there's nothing you're going to be able to do with Zach Levine because you're not going to have two great defenders. Most teams aren't going to have two great defenders, mm-hmm. okay, in the backcourt, you know what I mean, to defend those guys. So one's got to take one or the other. And whichever one you take, the other one is supposed to cook. And most likely they're going to go on DeMar, which means Zach is going to get an opportunity to cook. 
plus his catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Can be truly, truly vicious. Especially from that corner, baby. Oh, my God. It, it could be truly, truly vicious. I watched his 13-point, uh, three-point performance again uh, mm-hmm. recently, and eight of them were catch and shoot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's that important for Zach Levine to be that kind of shooter, to be that more lethal for this team. So if he's that, and, and you know, coming to that prime, like like Will stated, you can you can put them in the playoffs, in my opinion. And that's the other thing that I noted was like shooting more threes. And I kind of tweeted about this the other day as well. Like the Bulls take zero, not zero, but they're last in the NBA in like pull up threes, which I think makes sense. Like they don't really have any guys that can do that. But they're also, I think, bottom five in um, in catch and shoot threes. And to me, like that's not good enough. And Zach is probably, you know, one of the best high volume catch and shoot three point shooters in the entire NBA. Um, I know there's a ton of shakiness around some of the role guys like Patrick and Io and Javante and Derek Jones and the list goes on, but like they need to take a lot more catch and shoot threes. I think that helps Demar and Zach with the spacing and also just like gives them a little bit more upside in terms of putting points on the board. Like they just struggled so much when the shots stopped falling because they stopped taking shots when they stopped taking them, the defense collapses a little bit. Demar can't get to his spots on, at the elbows it just it all goes hand in hand, and I think um, getting Zach more involved that way, which should be super easy, because it's literally like Demar break down the defense, kick it to yeah. Zach, open three, bang. Like you got to do that more. Like yeah. Zach's three point numbers, like he should be shooting ten threes a game. Same with Vooch. Yeah, and that is a piece of incremental improvement that I can see and want to see from Patrick Williams this season. As we're talking about the you know uh, the vital element of catch and shoot threes on this Bulls team and how sorely it was lacking last year, Patrick Williams showed us last year that his accuracy behind the three point line is there. It was his willingness to shoot yes. and his release being slow. Yeah. Can he fix those things and be more confident when he gets catch and shoot three opportunities, mm-hmm. continuing to knock them down at that efficient rate above forty percent, mm-hmm. shoot more of them, and hurry up that release just a little bit? So he becomes a actual viable catch and shoot threat as opposed to catch, wait, oh crap, my catch and shoot opportunity's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be vitally important for him to do that. Um thinking of DeMar DeRozan when he was with San Antonio that year, is it's kind of what I think of when I think of Patrick Williams. Meaning when DeMar DeRozan had that ball, he kind of was essentially the point guard when they were running their plays and he would just have shooters around him. That's pretty much and look at their percentages. They all went up when DeMar DeRozan was out there on the floor and he was giving them the ball because it was all catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. They weren't asked to create anything. Uh, and you're asking Patrick Williams to simply catch and shoot. You're asking Zach Levine to catch and shoot. You're asking Vooch to catch and shoot in those instances. And in Lonzo Ball as well, another guy that can catch and shoot. So, yeah, getting that three-point percentage, though, for Patrick Williams is important. And i said this a bunch of times. We talked a lot about Patrick Williams. A lot of it doesn't have to do with his game. It all has to do with a lot, his mental. A lot of it just has to do with his confidence. We want him to believe that he can be this kind of guy. Have the confidence to take that shot, as you just said. Believe that he can be the best player on the floor. We just That's what we mean when we're talking about him coming into his own and being that kind of two-way player mm-hmm. that we think he can be and taking that step. We're not asking him to do it all. We're just asking him to believe that he could possibly do that, and that will help him take those shots. Uh, so, okay, but best case scenario, Will, I saw you said 52 wins, second round series, yeah. a competitive second round series. Is that kind of how we all feel as the best case scenario for the Bulls next season? 
I think they were on pace for 52 wins at the All-Star break, which Mm -hmm. I think was, as we've talked about before, like a little bit over their heads. So like best case scenario, I think they continue to play a little bit over their heads, which nets out around 52 wins. I was a little, I felt like competitive second round was like a little much even, but you know, a lot of the replies that I got were they can make the Eastern Conference finals. So maybe that's the right spot. But I do think like the next step is having a competitive first round series. And probably the step after that is getting to the second round. So it's probably one of those two uh, intermediate steps first, but you know, competitive first round series that goes seven games in a 50 plus win season, I think would be a success for this team. I don't really know where it goes from there, but like if we're talking about successful 2022, 23, that seems like a pretty good outcome. Oh, I, I completely agree with that. And it's funny when we were, when I was thinking about this, I was like, we have to make sure, or at least me have to make sure to not to straddle the line between reality and fantasy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like in fantasy world. Conference like, finals seems kind of fantasy right now, doesn't it? Based on the rest of the East. Kinda, Unless you talk yes. about your best case scenario, including wishing ill on key players on other teams. Yes. Which is what. Which is, I, I, I'm not even thing. that petty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's not. <laughs> well, certain players. He's not that petty. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, like. Cap I think Dipchick can get all the injuries this season. <laughs> but yes, that, that's what I think is you have to kind of find that medium, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Kind of in the middle. When, when, I, when we were uh, bringing this topic up, and I think everything Will just said is, is, is exactly what I was thinking uh, with this. Uh, even when I was thinking about the second round, I'm like, can they give us a second round? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think best case scenario for me would be a game seven in the second round, and then it's up for grabs from there. Like, that's the best case scenario I could think of. Um, because I'm sure people can make arguments that, yeah, they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals, as well as people make arguments like, dude, they're not even getting out the first round. You know what I mean? Like, you can make both of those arguments right now for this team, because honestly, you don't really know. You know what I'm saying? We don't really know. We don't have a grasp, a firm grasp, because we haven't seen it all together for a whole season uh, yet. So, yeah, you just have to find that middle, and I think that middle in the best-case scenario is they can get to the second round. I think Mm -hmm. that's the best-case scenario for them. Uh, all right, guys, we actually are out of time. We got to wrap up because we got to go do a live show in the other studio yeah. in five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully all y'all enjoyed this little uh, mini time warp uh, watching our pre-recorded episode today, Tuesday, September 6th. Don't eat that pizza. <laughs> Did you get it in Utah? Don't eat that pizza. Don't eat that pizza. And uh, stay tuned for tomorrow, September 7th. <laughs> When Big Dave's going to be in studio with a guest, right? Oh, yes. That's the plan? Awesome yes, yes. And uh, in the meantime, we're always on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Mm-hmm. Bow, BWL Sports. Bow. Won't Gottlieb. Shout out and what thanks to our producer, Joey. Joey. Uh, we are CSGO underscore Bulls on Twitter. I'm going to go back to hanging out with my nieces. Oh, that sounds fun. Because that's actually where I am right now Uncle while you're watching Matt. this. Uncle Matt. Hiding Uncle with, Matt. with the nieces. Until next time, see Red be good. Hey, say bye. <laughs>